What's up, church planters and church planting enthusiasts? My name is Jared Huntley, and I'm with my good friend and fellow planter in arms, Matt Hess. And you guys are listening to In the Trenches, a podcast by everyday church planters for the everyday church planter. So whether you're a lead church planter or you're on a church planting team or you're just a fan of church planting, then this podcast is for those of you who want to get in the trenches and advance the kingdom of God. Matt, what's going on, man? Not much, man. It's uh, you had a pretty good Sunday. You guys got some exciting things happening right now, Fellowship Oshawa. We do, yeah. Sunday was, I mean, yeah, Sunday was good. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, this week's been pretty, pretty cool, man. Seeing um, uh, some spiritual grandbabies. Uh, yeah, man. Being, being birthed, which is yeah. awesome. So that's when, for those of you who don't know, and you're like, that sounds really weird. Yeah. Um, that's what? when somebody that uh, that has come to Christ, that we've led to Christ, one of our disciples makes a disciple. Yeah. Uh, and we've seen three of those this week, wow. which has been pretty, pretty awesome. Come on, Jesus. Def- yeah, definitely an answer to prayer. Dude, it's definitely amazing. Definitely excited about that. So it's hard, so not cool. to be, hard not to be pumped on a week like this. Dude, that is, man. Yeah, we've had a good, good week. Uh, you know, always some challenges in ministry, of course, but... Um, we turned five Sunday. That's awesome, man. So that was pretty cool, man. Mm-hmm. Just to celebrate God's faithfulness, and yep. so yeah, man. It's 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 been exciting. It's been been good stuff. Yeah, it has been. Well, we're uh, we're kind of excited about the the topic that we're going to be jumping into today. We're going to be talking about time management, um, specifically how to stop being terrible at time management. Because <laughs> church players uh, have a tough time managing their time. I never what? heard that one. What? No, no, no not way. church planners. <laughs> Maybe other church planners, but not us. <laughs> we don't have trouble with time. Not us. I'm very efficient with my time. Yeah. No, actually, that's the reason we're doing this topic, because I, honestly, uh, if you guys know the answer to how to stop being terrible at time management, let us know, because <laughs> we're doing, begin. Maybe we should like be interviewing like a CEO or something right. that's like, I get up at three, I work 14 hours a day. You know, I have this. You see some of those stories, man. Oh, yeah, man, for and sure. It, yeah, they're insane. highly efficient. Highly efficient people. I'm not sure why people are, are listening to us talk about time management <laughs> now that I think about it. Yeah. But, you know, hey, that's why we call this a podcast by Everyday Planters yeah. for the Everyday Church Planner because we can kind of just talk through and work through yeah. uh, our mistakes and also some Learn from our learned. mistakes. Learn yeah. from our mistakes. Yeah, learn from our mistakes, everything like that. So, well... Let's go ahead and just get started, man. Yeah. Um, speaking of time management, let's be efficient with this let's podcast. Let's be efficient with this podcast. Uh, Matt, why do you think church planners in particular have such a difficult time managing their schedules? Man, I, I think it's several different reasons we're, we're going to get into, but um, I think at the end of the day, man, I, I've, I've learned a lot of lessons. I, I, um, uh, I had a professor in seminary named Dr. Jerry Phillips, and um, Dr. J, we call him. Dr. J helped, has, helped taught me some good lessons. Dr. Julius Irving? Dr. Taught Julius you Irving? in seminary? Taught me in seminary? What? <laughs> what? He taught me how to dunk cookies. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Okay. Uh, Dr. J taught me oh, some man. good time management principles and some other some other guys, too. You know, I've learned things over the years, um, the past five years as a church planner. Uh, but, man... It really does start with your relationship with Christ, and what we what we do is we put we build silos in our life, and um, when we commit our t- our day to Christ, when we wake up in the mornings and we you know open our hands up and we say Holy Spirit fill me empower me anoint me, He will guide you on what you're supposed to do with your day. Mm-hmm. Um, we can get into some. Of, I know we're going to get into some of the practical like the principles of time management stuff and 
will give some tips for that and what I do and all those kinds of things. But man, that's where it starts with me. Mm -hmm. If God really is the Lord of your life, then he, he has control of what you do with your life. Yeah. Every minute of the day. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's where I would begin. That's good. Yeah. Spiritually. Uh, I think that, I think that the way that many church planters are naturally wired, um, you know, they're, uh, they're pretty ADD. Uh, church planters have ADD. Yeah, I would definitely say church. Yeah, I would too, man. Yeah, at least I know this church planner does. Yeah, me too. So, but and I think part of what makes us able to do what we do is also kind of uh, part of our our, our weakness. You know, yeah, like our yeah. greatest strengths can become our weaknesses sometimes, and vice versa. Because uh, I think that you know church planners often have to wear a lot of different hats. Um, you know, in the beginning, you know, mm -hmm. you're, you're playing a lot of different roles, and so you can get very scatterbrained. Yeah, and you're kind of flying by the seat of your pants, the tyranny, the urgent really takes yeah. over. That's something we'll talk about that. I think that's one of the biggest issues is that, you know, we get into this place where things are so chaotic that we're just constantly taking care of things yeah. right at the last second. And we're not really having time to, to think things through and, yeah. and kind of catch our breaths. Uh, so, um, yeah, it, it, it can get, you know, I also think like church planners are dreamers, you know, yeah. so we, you know, they daydream a lot. I know I do. And yeah. so I'll find myself starting to daydream and think and which um, there is a time and a place like in your calendar for thinking, I, you know, you should yeah. do that. You should set aside, aside time for that, but I probably do it too much. Yeah. Uh, we're all so, just kind of. So yeah. just clarify for our listeners, because um, I think I know when you say daydream, I, I don't think you're like daydreaming about, you know, like laying on a raft floating in a pool. No. Uh, but like, no. so when you, when you talk about daydreaming, you're talking about like, what could be, what yeah. could be for the kingdom, what yeah. could be for the kingdom in Oshawa, exactly. mm -hmm. where, where are we going to plan our next church? Mm -hmm. Who, who's the leader, you know, mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff. And that's productive and that's healthy. Yep. And I even schedule time into my calendar to do that kind of stuff. Yep. But, um, but it can keep you away from doing what you're supposed to be doing is what yeah. you're trying to say. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just think that, you know, uh, with the nature of our jobs, there's, there's no set office hours, right. um, you know, most church planters don't have a, a an office to go right. to, a building to go to. Right. So your office might be in your house, it might be at a coffee shop, whatever. Yeah. And you don't really have anybody like uh, who's checking in on you and making sure that you're putting in a certain hour, number of hours per week, that yeah. you're being productive. You don't have any of that. No. So really, it's it's the Lord, you know, yeah. that you're accountable to. Uh, and so uh, I think that's why a lot of times planners have a difficult time with time management. Yeah. So yeah, it's good. Um, you would talk about tyranny, the urgent being a killer. Because uh, you you end up rushing through everything, details get forgotten, yep. um, and so rather than prayerfully uh, entering into Sunday morning or to an event or mm -hmm. you know whatever something we're doing, um, you you kind of are running around like a chicken with your head cut off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've had many Sunday mornings like that. Yeah, uh, and it's not that enjoyable because you don't no. really end up worshiping. No, um, you're trying to just like yeah. you know, oh shoot the slides are messed up or oh the you know, the sound's not working or, oh, the signs aren't yeah. put in the right place. And that, you know, and it's just who slid in that 1997 PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> I didn't do that. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I don't think that's the way God wants us doing ministry. No. no. Um, what, why do you think that the tyranny of the urgent is so common and prevalent? Oh man. It's a really good question. The reason why I answered, started out the podcast, the episode today with, um, yielding to Christ is because when you talk about abiding in Christ, you know my life versus John fifteen five, mm -hmm. and uh, Jesus is the vine, and we we think that um, God's told me to plant a church, God's told me to pastor, God's told me to preach, God's told me to do this. God hasn't told you to do anything, but to abide in Him. Amen. 
It's all he's told you to do. It's good. He says, abide in me. Mm-hmm. And we think somehow that, well, man, if I'm not doing this or if I'm not doing that, God's not going to work through my life or whatever. But if you abide in Jesus, he's going to give you the next step to take. Mm-hmm. And so the reason why we are so rushed with the tyranny of the urgent is because we're not abiding in him. Yep. And so, you know, I, I, I coach planners all the time and they say to me, there's the, the, you know what they say? There's not enough hours in a day. Yep. And I've done this with you before when you first came up and we sat down and we said, well, tell me, tell me about what you do with your time. Mm-hmm. You know, and you said, um, you know, uh, well, I, I, there's this I got going on and there's that going on. And then what, and you know this, what I ask all of our planners and, and um, guys I work with is I say, let me ask you a question. Do you ever like, take a break and jump on like this website or whatever, you know? And they're like, well, yeah, you know? And I'm like, how long usually it take you to get back to your work? You know? And they say, oh, well, sometimes I don't make it back, mm-hmm. you know? And so there's all these kinds of things. So if you're, if you're abiding in Christ in your daily, uh, moment by moment, even in times in my life, minute by minute, yielding to the spirit, He's going to tell you what to do. He's going to show you what to do. Mm-hmm. And at that point in time, you got to, you can obey or disobey. Yep. And so the tyranny, the urgent, you know, running around, let me just sit, speak to our church planners, running around with your, uh, like, like a chicken with his head cut off. Like that's, that's not from the Lord no. because the, the peace is from the Lord. That's right. Um, calm, calmness is from the Lord. Clarity of mind is from the Lord. And so, you know, wondering if this is set up and that's done and this, da, 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 da. I walk into some church environments and some plant environments and you, 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 you look at church planners and you see their behavior and, and it's so fleshly. They're so consumed and worried about this or that or the other. And they're about to get up and preach a sermon. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how in the world can you do that? Yeah. And so our listeners are thinking right now, well, then who does it? Yeah. Who's the guy, who's the guy or gal who's directing the traffic? Yeah. Right, because that's the next logical question, and that's when you have to build your team, mm-hmm. like we've talked about in the mm-hmm. past. You have to delegate. Yep. You have to do all those things. You have to invest your time. We're talking about time management. You've got to you've got to make the switch in your mind, church planner. Yep. You've got to stop saying I got to do everything, mm-hmm. and you got to say I got to train God's disciples up yep. to be on mission. There's a reason the apostles said, you know, it's not good for us to keep serving tables. You know, yes. we need to devote ourselves to prayer and the ministry of the word. That's right. And, um, you know, if your time is not taken up, like, mostly with that, yeah. then something's off yeah. um, as a pastor or a church planner. I, I love Martin Luther's quote, you know, where somebody asked him one time what, you know, what he was going to be doing oh, the next yeah, day. And he this. said, I have so much to do that I shall spend the first three hours in prayer. Yeah. And it, that's... that. He gets it. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, that's what it looks like to abide, to mm. be dependent on Jesus. That's right. Because he understands that ultimately, like, he, there's nothing he can do that's unless right. Christ is doing it through him. Yeah. Um, so I, I've yeah, always loved that. The other thing, too, is like, you're worrying anxiety. Mm. Yeah. I, I meet so many church planners, you know, and, and uh, we wrestle so hard with worry and anxiety. And is it safe to say that th- those are sins? I yeah, think it is. Absolutely. The Bible says it is. Yeah. Don't worry about anything. That's a direct command. Mm-hmm. Be anxious for nothing. That's a direct command. Mm-hmm. So if we disobey that command, what are we doing? We're sinning. Yep. And so 
that's why I go back to the heart with, when we talk about time management mm -hmm. and you, you get so overwhelmed, you get so stressed and this and that, man, listen, mm -hmm. I, I battle with it too. And, and uh, I have to keep coming back and saying, no, it's, it's everything God's called me to do. He's going to give me enough time to do. Yep. He's right. not going to call me to a thing that he's, he's mm -hmm. not, he's not some, you know, sadistic God that's up no. there. Got us all puppet strings. You know, he's not going to be like, I want you to uh, do this and do that and do this and do that and do this and, and there's never going to be enough time in the day to do it all, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So, yeah. You know, another thing that, uh, you kind of mentioned that I wanted to circle back yeah. to, uh, was, you know, getting distracted by like going and visiting websites, you know? Oh yeah. So, uh, I don't remember what the statistic is. I, I'm not really good with this stuff, but maybe there's, you know, one of our listeners can message me and remind me, Yeah. but I heard a statistic, uh, that something like, uh, the average time it takes to get refocused is like 20 minutes or something. Yeah, 24 so you, minutes. So you think about that. You, you're sitting down at your desk and you're, say you're doing sermon prep, right? And you've got your phone next to you and your phone dings and you look and it's, you know, you know, Facebook messenger or something. And, you know, you start looking at, you know, what this person's saying or, yeah. or you posted a, you know, a really awesome Facebook status earlier and you are just positive <laughs> you're going to get to a hundred likes before the end of the yeah. day. And so you got to go check and see, yeah. you know, how close am I getting? You go do that. Yeah. Even if it's just like for a, <clears throat> a one or two minute, yeah. you know, aside, it takes you off track. Yeah. It derails you. And what it really is derailing you from is it, it's taking you out of step with the spirit. That's right. Like I started to notice more and more, um, you know, as God's been working in my life and as yeah. he's really teaching me how to, to walk in step with the spirit, the smallest thing yeah. can take us out of step. And so that's right. like that's, I used to, I, I finally recently in my life, I finally understand why people uh, I've heard men of God talk about keeping short accounts with the Lord. Yeah. Amen. Repenting throughout the day. Right. Amen. Like yeah. repenting of, like going off on this Facebook trail, yeah, right, and asking yeah. like God, forgive me, help me to walk by yeah. Your Spirit. That's right. You know, what do You want me focused on right now? My time is not my own; it's yeah. Yours. It belongs to You. You know, um, there's a book that I kept talking about so much that you finally went out and bought, bought, uh, you know, a blaze for God. I told him about it uh, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, oh, yeah. yeah, and uh, yeah. you know, Wesley Dwell, uh, just an incredible guy, and uh, you know, led a missions organization. Amazing story, but. Um, Erica's reading it. My wife, Erica is reading a book on him by prayer right now. And, uh, he talks about in that book about the things that, that, uh, that pull us or distract us away from walking in step with the spirit. Yep. I, I preached a sermon last Sunday at fellowship Pickering, um, on, uh, how to limit God's power in our lives mm -hmm. and, you know, gave some examples uh, out of the story of Samson, but you know, we, we've have to understand that as, as men and women of God, and you really got to understand it in church planting because you, the the reality of it is is that, you know, can we do better in time management and can, absolutely always. But the reality is, you are going to be pulling a lot of different directions. Mm -hmm. And we're really running down this co-vocational trail. We really want, you know, to not take guys and and their families out of the marketplace and say go to seminary or plant a church or whatever. Mm -hmm. We want them to stay in their field and and yeah. train them how to do that. And so there's there is a lot of time restraints and being pulled a lot of different directions. Mm -hmm. uh, but to your point, the, the distractions that happen, you know, I, you said social media, I'll give you a perfect example. You know, you say, well, it's, it's not a big deal. You know, I'll get on there and look and see how many likes I get or whatever you get on there. And you thought, I mean, that's gold. You know, just like when you preach a sermon, all the preachers out there, you're like, man, I'm just going to highlight this in my notes because when I say this, 
Like, you know, people's going to get saved. The Shekinah glory of God's going to Shika- fall. The Shekinah glory of God's going to fall. And you say it and, you know, you hear nothing but, <coughs> you know, somebody clearing their throat or something, you know. Or and, baby crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from the nursery, like three rooms down, right? And so, uh, you know, man, and so same with that post. You make that post, you're like, man, this is gold. And, uh, you, you know, and you come back to it and, like, three people have liked it. And you're like, oh, man, I'm a loser, you know, this – Gosh, you know, what happens? You start thinking. Or all my friend, all of these people on my friends list are depraved wretches. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, if they right. really loved Christ, they would, yeah. they'd, they'd be on board with this. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I need to start praying Ezekiel all over these people. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, you know, and so then, then it's no longer just a, a time distract, distraction, right? It's mm-hmm. not just, it's no longer just, I'm stopping to work to look at Facebook for a brief moment. Now, because this is the enemy's playground. Mm-hmm. Now, my identity is in how many people like what mm-hmm. I post on social media. Yep. Now, why didn't why didn't my best friend Tom like that? Mm-hmm. Man, what's wrong with Tom? I see him doing this stuff. He he's he's liking and posting all this stuff. I know he's on here all the time. He didn't even like what I posted. You know yeah. what's wrong with Tom? Do yeah. I need to stop and pray for Tom? <laughs> you know, and and then like, but that's the enemy's playground, yep. man. And now. When you try to go back to work, why it takes so long to get back to work, your mind is completely elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And then Satan is a liar, Mm -hmm. and so he deceives us, and so he starts speaking these lies into you, Mm -hmm. and you start believing them. And then you're trying to prepare a sermon or lead a core team meeting or whatever. And that's why I'm, I'm, I'm just convinced more so at the age of 37 than I ever have been at any other time in my life. I believe we have to, you and I were talking about before we started recording this today, I believe we have to be willing to limit or remove absolutely anything in our lives that is getting in the way of being on mission for God yep. as a leader. Yep. What, you know, I, I, I think we got to get desperate mm-hmm. to the point where we just say, if it gets in the way, it's gone, yep. you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah and, and to be, you know pretty radical about that and and yeah. meaning like nothing's off the table that's right like there's nothing that's that's untouchable you know we're yeah. talking about uh you know i was looking at the they've got the the trade deadline or whatever uh you know for the nfl yeah. right and like talking about untouchable players yeah uh, that well we're not trading this guy well there's nothing that's untouchable that's in right. our lives with god right that's um, right any anything that he wants he gets yeah because he's so, god and we're yeah. not it's such a good word though, because we can get, you know, even, you know, you like checking emails and things like that, yeah. you know, like, oh, this person didn't email me back. And then you start getting mad at that person or what have you. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, you know, another thing that, um, that I think really hinders us is can be perfectionism. Oh man. Uh, this on. has been a big one for me. Yeah. Um, you know, like the, probably the best example I can think of is, is, uh, you know, sermon preparation. Yeah. I'm getting better at this. Uh, I was a lot worse, but man, I, I can't tell you how many weeks I had where, uh, I would, you know, sit down and I'd end up spending 25 hours yeah. on a sermon that quite frankly, I should have spent about eight hours preparing, yeah. Yeah. but I would sit there and rack my brain because I'm just, I, I've got to come up with the perfect transition sentence or the perfect, you know, acronym for your, you know, you know, your points or, yeah. you know, you got to come up with this, you know, you got to, come up with this one liner that's going to really pack a punch, you know, all this stuff that like, ultimately like it doesn't matter if the spirit of God, you know, doesn't, you know, fill you and and speak through you on Sunday mornings. And you know, what's funny is that the spirit of God doesn't, I was just reminded 
the other night. I was, um, you know, we were teaching a class and one of yeah. the passages, and this is a class that I wrote. Um, yeah. And one of the passages that I use is First Corinthians 2, 1 to 5, where Paul says, you know, I decided to know nothing among you. That's right. And you got to remember, Paul, uh, yeah. the Bible back then was the Old Testament. And that guy, there was probably very few people on the planet that knew the Bible better than Paul. Yeah. Um, he was an expert. Yeah. He had the whole thing memorized. Uh, he was, he had been zealous for many, many years. So he knew the scriptures and he had seen the risen Christ. Yeah. Like literally seen Jesus risen from the dead. Yeah. So if there was anybody who could have come up with like a really awesome sermon with, you know, some really cool transition <laughs> sentences and all that, it could have been yeah. Paul. And yet he says, you know what? I decided to know nothing. I'm just going to, yeah. I'm just going to let the word of God do the work. Yeah. And yet what happens? Because of perfectionism, right? We feel like, well, I've got to do this. I've got to put on my shoulders. And then we end up wasting time. You know, man, it's so good. We, you, uh, when you go back and you read like some of these guys, you know, like, um, you know, man, I'm, I'm huge on like the, the holiness guys, you know me. I mean, like mm-hmm. Wesley Dewell, Watchman Nee, uh, Andrew Murray. I mean, like those, those John Wesley, those cats, when you study their lives, to your point, and we're talking about time management, they, like Luther says, he, I, I, I got a crazy day today. I better at least spend three hours in prayer. Mm-hmm. When was the last time we did that? Yep. When was the last time we were like, I got decisions, I got meetings, I got some big things going on in my life. Like, I can't even start this day until I spend three hours in prayer. Yep. We we start to, when we're in that prayer closet, we start to think about all the things that's got to get done, and we start to feel like we're wasting time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's 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 crazy. Uh, but, you know, like that that perfectionism, it's... We do it so much in church planning, man. Um, you and I were down in Iowa, you know, a couple weeks ago, and and we were talking about some of this, and you know, we were using the example of, uh, you know, like church planners that do their own slides, you know, and you're yeah. doing you're doing like your sermon your sermon slides, you know, and um, shout out to all the church planners out there doing their slides, you know. Oh yeah. And, uh, and sorry that you're not married to a graphic designer yeah, like I am. That's right. Hashtag blessed. Yeah. Hashtag- <laughs> <laughs> by that life way, probably by that silent life way. But, um, you know, and, and, you know, you got guys like, uh, oh, should I put the clouds in the background or should I, should, should I put the triangles with the smoke, you know? And it's like, nobody cares. <laughs> no. You know, the only person that cares or thinks that's important, you, <laughs> that's the only person, man. And, uh, we waste so much time on that stuff yep. because we're perfectionists mm-hmm. and we got to, we got to focus on the main, you know, you got to focus on the main thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Well, um, let's talk about let's kind of transition, talk about maybe what are some things that can be done to help us manage our time better. We've kind of talked about some of the some of the things that present time management problems or what can we what can we do to address it? Um yeah. I think, you know, we we addressed this uh, a little bit um just now. Um, you know, when we talked about uh, basically the concept that Jesus said in Matthew six thirty three, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, yeah. and all these other things will be added unto you. So abiding, right? That's Absolutely. so you kind of talked about that. Another yeah. way to look at that is, you know, like the classic analogy of you know if you've got a jar and you've got big rocks and little rocks, you put the big yeah, rocks in first, or they're not all going to fit, right? right? So you got to put the big rocks in. So what are the big rocks? I mean, the the biggest yeah. rock is abiding in Christ. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then right past that is probably your family. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, after that, like I, I was actually going to ask you, Matt, if yeah. you could, um, uh, sh- kind of break this down for our listeners. Cause I heard this from you. You've recently started telling your team yeah. uh, a way to prioritize, 
uh, you know, just the things that they do well. Yeah. Um, you want to yeah. share that with our listeners? Well, you know, I, what we've been trying to encourage our team to do is to, to, to shift their mindset from a, from a doer mentality to a multipliers mentality, mm -hmm. um, to a, to a trainer developer mentality. Um, and, and network wide, I mean, I, I want us to do that. You know, I want us to get to a point where we literally don't pay people, um, unless they're multipliers. Yep. Um, you know, so that's, that's kind of shit. But for me, we, we ask everybody that we serve with, what are the three things only you should be doing and only you can be doing. Mm -hmm. And when you figure out what those three things are, that will clarify what those big rocks are in your life. Yep. And so, um, th those, those things are really, really important, you know, family and, and my, my relationship with Jesus and family always comes first, mm -hmm. like always. So those aren't rocks for me. Those are, those are always, those always comes first. Mm -hmm. The three big rocks in my life is, you know, casting vision and direction for not fellowship Pickering and the fellowships network, my preaching ministry, um, and, um, and, and my coaching ministry. Yep. I want to give my life to leaders. Erica wants to do the same. So those, those are my three things that only Matt has should be doing mm -hmm. at the Fellowships Network. Yep. Now, we have other people who in, in this network and in, in, in churches who they, they know what their three things are. But if you don't know what those things are, you're going to waste a lot of time. Mm -hmm. you know. And so maybe that makes – when you know what those three things are, it'll help you. Mm -hmm. It'll free you up to make decisions. Yep. You know, Maybe you're at a place where you need to um, – you know, you need to look around and say, like, who do we need to hire to do some of these things that I don't need to be doing anymore? Mm -hmm. um, and you know, you you say, well, I don't, I don't got any money to hire. Yeah, you do. You probably do. You know, you 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 might not think you do, but like, um, you know, you, you know, you five hundred bucks a month. Mm -hmm. You know, but I, I I coach a guy who's doing that. Brought on somebody for five hundred bucks a month to to take off some of his administrative burdens. Mm -hmm. You know, so so things like that can be really helpful. But until you know. What are the things only you should be doing? Mm -hmm. You're going to have your hand in all kinds of other stuff that you probably shouldn't be doing, yep. which is also a delegation problem. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of church planners, if we're just kind of cutting down to brass tacks, they just kind of want to do everything. Yeah. And yeah. You, you won't grow that way. You, your church won't structure out yeah. that way. You can't do it. Yeah. And, you know, if you don't have the, the if you really don't have the money yeah. to hire somebody. A lot of guys don't. You, yeah. And yeah. then what you may need to, you know, ask yourself, have, have I bitten off more than I can chew? Absolutely. Like maybe we need to simplify things. Yeah. Like maybe we need to get really drastic. Like, do we really need all of these nuts and bolts to yeah. be a church? Uh, you know, yeah. like, are there some things that can go? Are there things that uh, I don't have to do? Like, could I, can I trust that the spirit of God yeah. can work uh, and move in my community and in my church plant if I let go of you know, these, uh, you know, auxiliary things that, that aren't, you know, to your uh, point, yeah. to your point, you know, there's guys that I work with sometimes and, and sometimes I wonder if they just got the wrong model. Yeah. And you know, then they think, well, I'm not a church planner. Well, you, maybe you're not a big box store church planner. Mm -hmm. You know, that's not your path. Maybe you're a house church planner. Maybe, maybe you, you know, we value team church plan at the fellowships, mm -hmm. you know, maybe you need to be on a team. You know, another real practical thing, I, I it just popped in my mind. I don't want us to get away from this. You will never manage your time well until you know what you're doing with your time. Mm. Um, and so it, it, unless you know what you're doing with your time, well, I, I work, you know, like guys will tell me, you know, like I, I, I work uh, 20 hours on a sermon. It's like, you probably don't, you know, yeah. you, you probably, you probably, 
go to the Gospel Coalition and read an article and you think you're going to use it for your sermon or, you know, that's a good quote. And then you read the whole three page thing and then yeah. you then you tweet it out and then you post it on Facebook. And then you check and, and see how many likes you got. <laughs> you check see how many likes you got. <laughs> so you're probably not, man. You, you, you got to know what you're doing with your time. Mm-hmm. You got to make your time work for you. Mm-hmm. And so real, really practical, we got a lot more insights here, but really practical, something to take away with. You need to figure out how you schedule out your time. Yep. So uh, Dr. Dr. Jerry, this guy I was talking about in seminary, he taught us that you have to have a multi-layered system for how you do that. Yep. So, you know, daily I spend, you know, 30 minutes to an hour in the evenings looking at my next day's calendar. Mm-hmm. What I, What's that day going to be like? I try to commit it to the Lord mm-hmm. on a weekly basis. I do that for anywhere between one to two hours on Sunday afternoon um, for my entire week on a monthly basis, mm-hmm. three to four on an annual basis, two to three day retreat. Mm-hmm. So looking at that, that's, that's going to be huge. And that guides your prayer life too. Yeah, absolutely. Now that's, that's a really good word, man. And just having a set time. And then like, like we, so what I've done is I remember when I first came up here and started getting adjusted to church planning life, you know, I came off of, um, I was working a full-time job. I was yeah. working for enterprise rental cars. So my life was pretty structured. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I used to be in the military, so, you know, I was used to having things structured for me and yeah. I didn't really have a whole lot of, you know, problems with, you know, time management because yeah. I, other people manage my time for yeah. me. Right. But when you're church planning, uh, nobody's managing it for nope. you. You have to manage it yourself. And I remember quickly realizing like, okay, my life is like a, a absolute train wreck disaster right yeah. now in terms of time management. Yeah. So I got to figure this out. And, um, uh, we started using, uh, Google calendars. Yeah. Um, and so we, uh, my wife and I linked up our calendars and, but the only way it's going to work is you've just got to develop the habit. And it usually takes a few weeks of, of doing this religiously. Yeah. You've got to get in the habit of putting everything in that calendar, yeah. all of it. And then you can actually categorize. So I've got, uh, it's color coded. That's what I love about Google calendars. So yeah. I've got, uh, like the things that are for uh, church, church events, you know, are, are orange, uh, personal, f- uh, you know, family events are, I think, brown. I don't know why brown yeah. is a random choice. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, personal things just for me yeah. uh, are green. And so, you know, my calendar is color-coded. I've got everything in there. So I don't forget anything anymore. Absolutely. I don't lose it. Absolutely, man. And like, um, you know, it's it, it's it's a good word and it to to be on the same page with your with your spouse is so huge, you know. Mm-hmm. Um we, we especially we, when you have one car. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know. Uh we did the same thing for a while, you know, where uh I, I would put like literally my entire my day in its entirety into my calendar. And you know, I got to a point where I'd open up my calendar and it, there'd be so many different, you know, it's like the fellowship, you know, network stuff, church stuff, mm-hmm. personal stuff, uh family stuff. And it got to the point where it's just like it became like a seat, like an abyss, you know, where you didn't hardly see anything except mm-hmm. for the alert that came up. Um, and so, you know, it's it's kind of like a dance, you know. You're you're always learning how to better manage it and stuff. And so, for Eric and I, I was like, you know, I'm going to take away, like, I have my personal calendar. It's like on my phone or it's in my, um, you know, my planner or whatever. But it's but I I don't share that with her anymore. Mm-hmm. She knows what's going on. We might talk about things at night, but like. She's homeschooled. She does all that. So, like, she doesn't need 30 alerts, you know, Matt's prayer time or Matt's quiet. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Well, so talking about, um, you know, how a church planner should use 
is time. Like, let's let's kind of talk a little bit about, yeah. like, practically speaking, like what's the, uh, you know, what's the division of time? Like, what should that look like? You know, is there a right and a wrong in terms of, yeah. of division of time? And you know, I think we, uh, you know, I kind of wrote down some things as I was thinking about this episode, just uh, thinking about what what Scripture has to say about time. Yeah, the Bible has it's got to a say lot about to it. say. It does. So, like, I, I wrote down four things, and I'll share them with. Uh, with with you guys, no three things. Sorry, three things. So, I mean, first thing that stands out is that, is that we don't have very much of it. Mm. Um, you know, Psalm thirty nine five says that each man's life is a breath. You know, James four talks about how our, our life is a mist that appeareth, yeah, uh, appeareth for a while and then vanisheth away. Is the King yeah. James? I memorized that in the King James way nice. back in the day the at Oak Ridge Disciple House. Yeah, uh, who we interviewed Joshua last That's week. That's right. Um, so we don't have very much of of it. Uh, we should live in light of that knowledge. So not Psalm 90 verse 12 says, teach me to number my days. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like we should make decisions while consciously recognizing that time is short. Yeah, Life is short. Uh, we don't have much of it. Uh, the Lord's return is at hand. Uh, he could come at any time. Yeah. And are we living our life like that? Uh, and then, you know, thirdly, we should minister with a sense of urgency. Um, yeah. Jesus was very clear about that. Uh, mm-hmm. John 9, 4, he said, We must work the work of him who sent us while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. So, yeah. I mean, Jesus instilled a, a sense of urgency into his disciples That's because right. the stakes are so high yeah. in terms of what we do. Yeah. Uh, judgment day is is real. It's coming. Jesus is coming back. Uh, and our lives are, are so short. And, um, you know, so we need to, if there's anybody that should take time management seriously, it's Church planners. Yeah, man. It's so there's so many powerful things in those scriptures, dude. I like to think about things that I can do that I know is not a waste. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, I know prayer is never a waste. Yep. Like it's never a waste of time, you know, to spend time with the Lord in prayer. It's never a waste of time to spend time in his word. Um, it's never a waste of time to spend time in the harvest. Mm-hmm. It's never a waste of time to invest for me personally into men and as leaders. Um, It's never a waste of time for me to pour into my families, my wife, my babies. Mm -hmm. It's never a waste of time to cast vision. Mm -hmm. I like to think of time in that way. Um, And then there are some things that kind of fall into some gray areas where you have to get more diligent with your time and you have to say, what do I need to be doing? Do Mm -hmm. I need to be doing this? Mm -hmm. Is, is there somebody else that can do this better than me? Yeah. Um, you know, is it a waste of time to watch the Sooners? Yes. (laughs) What? (laughs) Never. Is it? It it is never. I I can't believe I didn't add that on to my list. It is never a waste of time. Never. Even when they get upset by Texas. Um. Yeah, man. It's you know. So I I think of those kinds of things. But man, do you get back to your question? What? How should a church planner use his time? That it's going to depend on the planner. Mm-hmm. If a, if a church planner works full time, they work 40 hours a week, then you you got to work 40 hours a week, mm-hmm. you know. You got to provide and and support your family. You mean all. bivocationally like work yeah, full time? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like yeah, co-vocationally and um or bivocationally whatever the term you want to use. So uh, so it might look di- it's well not it's not might, it is going to look different for that guy mm-hmm. versus guys like you and I and others who are full time. So but what what does what does a church planner have to do? We know that a church planner has to share their faith. A church planner has to spend time in prayer. Mm-hmm. A church planner has to have some organizational skills. Has to have some administrative gifts. Not they don't have to be the best at it. Lord knows I'm not. I've mm-hmm. learned some skills 
Lord knows you're not, but, but you have to do some things. You have to be diligent in doing some things. Your, your, your church will never grow if you can't follow up with people. Mm-hmm. If you can't personally invite people, if you don't, if you don't share the gospel with somebody, guess what? Salvation doesn't happen through osmosis. People, people get born again when they hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yep. So you have to put your eggs in that bas- those baskets. Mm-hmm. I think where church planners get overwhelmed is they, they think, well, I, I got to cast vision. I got to build systems. I got to do this. I got to do that. Da, 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 da. And, you know, that, that's part of what we're trying to do at the fellowships build some systems for planners. Mm-hmm. Like you don't got to reinvent the wheel. You mm-hmm. you don't got to do that. Here's the system. Yeah. It works if you'll just do it. Yeah. And so if a planner can humble themselves and and say I'm going to to do what I know I should be doing mm-hmm. when I'm supposed to be doing it, i.e. sharing the faith once a week, going out to harvest once a week, mm-hmm. you know, um having having good team meetings Loving on people, pastoring people well, encouraging people well, all those kinds of things. Can I, can I, can I say something yeah, for there sure. real quick, man? Because so I I suspect, and I think because I've even in, in my past seen a little bit of this in myself, Yeah, but I suspect that there's a lot more planters that this applies to than not that that a lot of the guys who are right now they're they're you know they're wrapped up and stressed about well I've got to build the system for this and yeah. I got to build a you know a pipeline here and a you know a development plan there and you know I've got to you know work out the kinks of the service here and you know uh, you know you know perfect my sermon there and what they're really doing is they they actually like doing that yeah they actually like it that way yeah because then they don't have to do the things that they don't really want to do. The yeah. hard things like sharing the gospel, yeah, like prayer, yeah, um, you know, in intercession, yeah, fasting, like those are the things. Those are hard. Yeah, it's easy, and it's not that hard for you to stress yourself out trying to develop systems and plans and, yeah. and whatever, and reading you know articles and yeah. books and things like that. Like th- honestly, like if you spend all your time doing that, the enemy will be perfectly fine with that. Like he'll let you develop systems for your leadership development plan all day if that's all you do. Absolutely. So yeah, and, I, yeah. and you need those things. Sure, you need those things. But to your point, man, I absolutely agree. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've yet to meet a planner that just says, you know, you know, I just thought like I would just pray all day and share the gospel all day. You know, I mean, like, it's, so you know what yeah. though? So Curtis Hart. That's what I was about to say. Who we just interviewed a couple yes. weeks ago? Yeah. Like what? I love that dude. He yeah. challenges me so much because yeah. that's exactly what he that's decided exactly to do. That's exactly what he d- does. They're taking know? 10 days. Yeah. They just they just started this. They Mission took 10 week. days. Missions week because his his wife is eight months pregnant. Right. And so she just got on maternity leave. So what's she going to do? Sit at home and kick her feet up? Nope. Yeah. They're taking the next 10 days. And he <laughs> yeah, said, we're going to, for eight hours a I day, for 10 days straight, we're in the harvest the whole time I and love in it. prayer. And I'm yeah. like, you know what? That should not be the anomaly. No. That should be no. the norm. You know, man, <laughs> you and I have talked about this before, and I know we're talking about time management, but I hear so many church planners like, this is a really hard context. It's a tough soil, da 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 Well, you know, to get back to time management, if you're not sharing the gospel enough, you know, if you're not praying, you know, if you're not doing these things, well, what, what, what of course it's a tough soil. Mm. Of course it's a tough soil. Because you're trying to do it on your own. You mm-hmm. you think that, hey, listen, let's just be honest, man. Like, even if we did have all the money in the world or whatever, like, 
man, we just live in a day and age where people don't care. They don't care about your smoke show and laser light show. They, that's not what, in my opinion anyways, that's not what gets people to the kingdom of God. It's the spirit that draws people. So we we don't have those things. We don't have those resources to invest. At, at the fellowships, we invest in church planters, and we invest in operations of those church plants, and we primarily invest in the harvest. Mm-hmm. And we don't have the resources to invest in all those those other things. Now, we leave it up to the church plant. They want to have those things. We don't think it's bad or anything like that. Don't misunderstand me. But if you are depending on all that stuff to, you know, we got to put all our time in, in, in making this really great and that really great, like, man, you are you're fooling yourself. Yeah. You know, yeah, your soul is really hard. It's it's all hard. We we don't live in a Christian. We are postmodern. Mm-hmm. We live in a postmodern context. No. And so if you're not spend so yeah, if you're a church planner, spend your time praying and in the harvest. No. You know, what would happen if you just started every day in 3 hours of prayer? I had a church leader um in a well-known church in North America ask me a while back, he said, what would you do differently if you started a church again? I said, I'd pray more. Mm-hmm. You know, I look back and I think about, you know, like how we start Fellowship Pickering. And I'm like, yeah, we prayed. Of course, you know, Eric and I was talking about this other night, you know, we pray. We prayed over all the events and stuff. But like you look back and like, man, did we enough, though? Mm-hmm. Like, did we pray enough? Like, was, was were we so dependent on God in prayer every single day? And um, you, you're not going to waste your you're not going to waste your time praying. Mm-hmm. You're not going to waste your time sharing the gospel. Um, but to your point, it's a lot easier to go to some conference and learn how to do this, that, and the other. Yeah. And, and you know, those things are great. I preach at some of those conferences. I don't want to be negative and stuff. But at the, at the end of the day, a lot of times guys go to that stuff. They're not even ready for it. Yeah. They're not even ready to, to, to receive those things. Yeah. Um, you know, because they're in the introductory stages of their church plant and, mm-hmm. Um, spend your time and, and to, back to this. If you're starting, I think you got to start. I, I think you got to spend your time in certain areas mm-hmm. versus five years mm-hmm. and then 10 years, you know? Yeah, for sure. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It definitely changes it. You depending on what, I guess, season. Yeah. What season? Life, your church what stage? In. What cycle yeah. your church is in? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think that ultimately though, you got, you know, if you're listening to this and, uh, you've got to just examine your heart and go, you know, maybe, maybe I'm uh, having time management issues and I'm so busy because I actually want to be, you know, because it keeps me from, you know, the hard things. Yeah. And, um, but, you know, ironically, uh, it's, it's, it's letting go, uh, you know, of, of all that, that stuff and going and doing the hard things uh, like abiding, like getting out in the harvest and sharing the gospel uh, that will actually, uh, free you up in some amazing ways yeah. because you'll discover that you don't really need uh, to, to spend as much time on all those systems and things like that as you thought. It's amazing how God uh, and uh, through his spirit can put systems together for you, you yeah. know, and provide like leaders, you know, we, we, we want leadership development plans. You know, my favorite leadership development plan is when God sovereignly just drops a leader in your lap. And he can do it. Yeah. He can raise them up from the harvest, you know. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't happen if we're not doing those things. And yeah. so again, we're not saying like don't have. Of course leaders. not. We have a leadership development. Plan. Yes. We have. We have a connections pathway. Yes. We, we got all that stuff. Good. Do it. Uh, but put it in place. 
yeah. and then let it do its thing and you focus on the main things. Yeah. Um, and there, and there are so many good tools out there and stuff back to the perfectionism thing, you know, like guys think they got to come up with their own stuff. I think so. I think a lot of times some of that stuff is pride, mm -hmm. you know, and, and back to managing your time, like, yeah. you know, if, if, if you think you got to write and design all those things, I mean, there is so much gold out there i mean like we just went to a thing this past week with uh mac lake mm -hmm. and mac is incredible god has gifted him yep. with a brilliant mind for uh for leadership development and pathways and all that yep. kind of stuff and yep. man we'll give you everything mm -hmm. that we've learned that he's taught us and you know he tossed a new thing this past week i'm going to share with you but it, it's just so good mm -hmm. it's all good stuff and so guys are like well, no, I don't think that fit my church, and I'm going to do this, and they, so they cl they cluster themselves off for hours at at a time, yeah. you know. And we've got to write our own curriculum, and you know, reinvent the wheel. Yeah. You don't have to spend time writing a sermon this week. Just copy John MacArthur's. <laughs> that's not what we're saying. No, we're joking. <laughs> we're joking. Yeah, that's funny. Somebody's like, "Yeah, I knew that that was okay." <laughs> <laughs> we are not endorsing that in the trenches. Does not condone hey, such things. Quick story, man. Uh, everybody likes a good story. I was at a. I, I, I was asked to come down. I'm not going to even name the location. I was asked to come down to a state and uh, share about what God's doing in church planning here. And so go down there, and uh, I'm in a room full of all these leaders, about 13 pastors or so, and. Um, and at the end, you know, they asked me all these questions and stuff, and I got done presenting. And at the end, I said, guys, I just want to really thank you for coming here today and hearing God's story. This is not my story. This is God's story, what he's doing in Toronto. And I, and I said, I know you got a lot of other things you could be doing. You could be on ESPN.com. You know, you could be downloading John MacArthur's sermons for Sunday. <laughs> and literally nobody smiles. <clears throat> they don't even smile. Except for the director of missions, he's in the back and he says, <laughs> you're like Santa Claus laughing yeah. back there, you know? And so, um, it, it was pretty awkward mm -hmm. and I was just like, wow, like that did not go over well. And so the guy who was our host, uh, we get in the car with them and I said, man, what was that all about? And he said, well, uh, we actually had, uh, three guys just get fired at various different churches in our association for preaching John MacArthur sermons. <laughs> And I said, <laughs> I can't help it. I'm a prophet. Yeah. <laughs> but dude, I called him out. Yeah, I, just, have, well, I didn't know how off, how common it was. Oh my! I've goodness. actually started to. I've learned that it's oh actually very common. Like people, that still blows me away, man. That people plagiarism is insane, man. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, man, it's been a good. It's been a good episode. I, I hope that uh, you guys, as listeners, have benefited from uh, from this episode today. And hey, if you have any additional questions or you just want to pick our brains about this yeah. a little more we always love hearing from our listeners so you can find our email addresses in the show notes and uh, feel free to to shoot us a message and, and tell us how amazing in the trenches is i'm just kidding you, <laughs> i mean but if you want to do that you can yeah or ask for german uh, or jared's uh, sermon notes yeah that's true if you would like to you know well, i don't manuscript we, we, we anymore keep, so you i know can. we we don't manuscript anymore you, you say uh we say anything you guys want what if people started saying hey can we get your sermon notes and stuff I'd give them to him. I really yeah. would. Yeah. 
I mean, I would not advise that you copy like my sermon because <laughs> the spirit of God's not going to move if you yeah, do that. But that's right. Yeah. But I mean, hey, I'll give you whatever you want. Uh, well, hey, guys, thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Make sure you head on over to our website, www.getinthetrenches.com to listen to other episodes. And we need your help getting the word out about In the Trenches. So if this uh, podcast has been beneficial at all to you, uh, then do us a huge favor uh, and jump on to iTunes uh, or Google Play or Stitcher and hit the subscribe button uh, and make sure you leave a rating. Yeah, and just remember before Jared wraps up here, you always have time to listen to In the Trenches. That's right, you do. Wait, that's the biggest rock in your jar <laughs> is in the trenches. Somebody, somebody, somebody's like, this is the first time they've ever heard it. They're like, they're like, oh man, I need to stop listening to podcasts. No, you have heard us wrong. That's right. That is not what That's we are right. saying. That's right. When we talk about cutting out things, it's not this. No, not this. Just know the Lord it's would never just, have you cut out in the trenches. just once a week, guys. That's right. You can do it. You can do it. We do it. We do We it. record it. We record it. All right. So anyways, uh, make sure you hit the subscribe button, leave a five-star rating, uh, and we would really appreciate that. Uh, So we'll be back next Monday with another episode. So until then, go out there and get in those trenches, church planners. (laughs) 